And so, you know, the way that our education system is, is structured now is focus. There's no focus. It's like 20 different subjects teach to the test and standardization. And then our kids are floundering going, I don't know what to do with my life <laughs> because I've had so many things thrown at me that, and I've spent all of my time and energy trying to study for tests that I hate and book reports that I never wanted to read. And, you know, and it's like, when are we going to put the ball in our kids' court and say, what do you want to read? What do you want to study? What is it you want to master in order to, you know, because in our today, like in our culture now, kids can do anything. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back, Money Talkers, uh, the personal podcast from Cody Laughlin to teach you about the all things money, um, to have a, a conversation around the successful ways we can teach our kids about money, uh, entrepreneurship, and having a success mindset. I have a great guest today. I have Jody Chafee. Jody is uh, the creator of Our Modern Heritage. It's a podcast about how entrepreneurs balance business and family. Jody went out and started her own business and has transformed her family and completely changed the trajectory of their family mission from suffocating in toxic depression to thriving in intentionality. And we're going to learn today something that she's going to be able to help us teach and uh, for you to be able to take an actionable step from this high impact interview that you can put these ear pods down or earbuds down and put the, uh, put the phone down and go implement with your children right now. So Jody, can you say hi, please? Hey, Cody. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, awesome. I'm so happy to have you here. We've been able to talk prior to this, and uh, Jody is really, really focused on uh, family culture and how to help develop that. And so uh, to jump right in to make sure that we're moving forward, I want to ask you the one big question. What is the one thing you could teach about that you feel our schools don't? but has had a major impact on your life? That is a really great question, Cody, because I think that there are a lot of things in the school system that don't get taught to our children. I, I, you know, I homeschool my kids, and so that's something that I, I feel really strongly about. And what uh -oh, I think- so if they don't get taught something, they get to come blame you? Well, yeah, but <laughs> not, not necessarily, because the way that I structure my homeschool is I put the ball in their court. Even you know, I tell them that if they want to learn something and they have to let me know, or we sit down and we have a conversation about it. And I say, okay, these are the things you need to do 
to learn this stuff. And if they aren't willing to do it, then they're going to miss out on their education. <laughs> so, you know, what? I love that. That's the, we're in the self-education world right now. And I think that yep. is, that, that is a total, I wish our schools had a mindset like that. Exactly. That, That's they, awesome. Our kids need to be empowered to pursue things that they feel excited about and passionate about. I believe in something called leadership education. I also, um, morph that a little bit into something that I call a uh, mastery education, where it's basically whatever it is that the child is interested in to get them to learn it until they feel like they've mastered it, you know, to a point where they feel like they can go out and do something with it. And then even if they go, well, that was fun. Now what's next? You know, that's like, it, at least they've mastered that thing. And so, you know, the way that our education system is, is structured now is, focus there's no focus it's like 20 different subjects teach to the test and standardization and then our kids are floundering going i don't know what to do with my life <laughs> because i've had so many things thrown at me that and i've spent all of my time and energy trying to study for tests that i hate and book reports that i never wanted to read and you know and it's like when are we going to put the ball in our kids court and say what do you want to read what do you want to study what is it you want to master in order to, you know, because in our today, like in our culture now, kids can do anything, you know, it's like, there's a friend of mine that his son does motocross and he, he's been doing it since he was like five and he could have like sponsors doing, you know, helping him out throughout this, this journey. I mean, it's like, what, you know, and there are kids, there's like a toddler on YouTube that makes millions of dollars playing with toys. You know what I mean? It's like, why not let the kids pick something that they're excited and passionate about and let them go to town with it? I think what parents and teachers are afraid of, though, is that when if we leave our kids up to their own devices, they're going to be destructive. They're going to be naughty. They're going to be crazy. And we have to come in and mitigate that and go, oh, now I've, my kid's being super destructive. They didn't know what to do. And so now they're, they, they're just being destructive. They're going to go out and vandalize. Or they're going to sit here and play video games all day or something. But that is also at the heart of our culture because we're a consumer-based culture. And so that's all our kids know. They want to, they, they think, well, awesome. As soon as I get any money or any free time, I need to consume. And a lot of that is just reactive to the amount of stress and pressure that they feel in school and at home. That the only time that they are allowed to be themselves or be free is when they get on their devices. And, I think that, uh, yeah. I think like what you said about letting them, not worrying about, what the topic is that they pick to pursue, especially when they're younger, you're, I think that you're on something there where you're more teaching them that they can go out to do these things and they can pursue things that uh, they're passionate about. And almost just about anything there is that they're passionate about, or there's a way to make money doing it. Yeah. Right. Instead I mean, of saying, well, no, that's dumb. You can't make money. money. <laughs> yeah. You can't make money doing I mean, that right now. Like, but right I mean, now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the, it's yeah. the mindset of I can, and I can yeah. produce in that, in that arena, no matter what that arena is. Yeah. Yeah. That if, if you give the, the kids that, that freedom and, and it comes back to this mindset of being a consumer versus being a producer. Like it, we're so afraid our kids are just going to sit there and they're going to get lost in playing video games and never accomplish anything. You know, I, I it's, it, or we're going to sit there and watch movies and TV all day, consume, consume, consume you can never consume enough to be satisfied. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing about our culture is that, is that that's, it's so encouraged, like, oh, we're a consumer driven economy. And so if we are, if, you know, we don't keep buying things, buying things, then, then uh, 
and consuming things, our, our economy will fall apart. But that's a, that's a, that's a false narrative or that's a broken narrative, <laughs> you know, that actually if we give our kids reasons or things to do and to be productive, if you see them sitting there playing video games all day, then go, okay, how can we make this into a productive thing? Or what can I offer them as an alternative that is productive and, and, and inspiring, you know, like my son, I have kids that my, my kids are so little, but my one son, every time he gets a chance to play video games, he is so excited and he wants to play them. But we, we, just, we do try to limit the amount of time he plays video games. So what do we do? Well, we give him Legos because that's the same kind of thing where he can be creative and constructive and accomplish things. And it's like, he's allowed to put his energy into it. And, and the end of it, it's very satisfying because he comes up with something that it's like, I did this, you know, and whatever we can give our kids that they could be productive, they will ultimately be so much healthier because like with so much stress and pressure, they're not able to figure out what they, what they is going to allow them to cope with all of that because they aren't able to listen to their own voices and, and, I watched this TED talk once, Cody, it was so good. It was about um, all of our, you know, our kids are constantly battling between this pressure to perform and fear of failure. And I can't remember who, who said it. I have it linked somewhere, but, and I'll have to send it to you. Um, and that the kids who are able to thrive are kids who had four things that they were able to cope with. He said that they had some thing, somewhere, um, someone, and some way. So they had, a, they had, let me see, some, oh, look, somewhere, some way, something, and someone. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, sorry about that. Okay. So they had somewhere that they were going, somewhere they were headed, an, a big goal, a big outcome that they wanted for their lives. Some way was a plan of how they were going to get there. You know, I mean, that they have to have some idea of where they want to go and how they're going to get there. Something is a higher power, something that they believe is bigger than themselves. And then someone is a non-judgmental mentor that can help to guide them on this path. And the TED talk, wow. he says non, non-parental, non-judgmental, but I definitely think that parents can fill that non-judgmental role. <laughs> we just have to suspend judgment <laughs> and not judge our children. And, you know, cause I think that sometimes we sit there and go, they've just played video games all day long. And then you become critical and yeah. then they feel that criticism and then that destroys trust in your, in your family culture. So, so when I think about what you just said on that, that, that really, whenever I'm talking to someone in the business world, um, usually what I will tell them is determine where your goal is or what your, what your end result is you want, yep. back it up into, well, how am I going to get there? I'll give you an example. Like if you said, Hey, you know, um, I want to, I want to do, um, you know, a million two in revenue this year. Okay. Well, you got to do a hundred thousand dollars a month. If you have 25 working days, you need to do $4,000 a day. How do we get you into $4,000 a day? Right? right. And so like you back that into the plan. Um, and then you'd be that judgment, that non-judgmental mentor. Like, so, you know, if you're talking to a kid and all they want to do is play video games, there's a million resources on the internet. I could pull in and say, how do you make a video game? Yeah. Right. Yep. And you got that passion. You know, they're not going to make video games and sell them for billions of dollars as a kid. Now they might hit. You never know. There's some. There's been some you crazier things. But at least then, like you're doing what you're saying, it's just like being the productive instead of the consumer. Yep. And we have to, as parents, I think, step back. Yep. You know, and we go, oh, you know, video games are going to rot his brain. 
Well, you know, to be honest with you, like there's a lot of people making, it's a big industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, I think we have to kind of say, well, yeah, maybe we thought that playing Pong back in, you know, whatever, but Atari <laughs> was, you know, but now they're playing games on their phones, on their on online and All everywhere around. And there's a lot of money to be made in that. So we shouldn't be so quick to pop those opportunities off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or, and then as soon as we're judgmental, it's like, there's going to be ups and downs in all of this. They might sit and go, you know what? I just want to play for 10 minutes. Can I just relax <laughs> and, or something or, or, and then, and then they'll pick, they just get over that. And then they go, Oh, I hit a breakthrough. I'm able to be productive and that. And I, and I get it now or something, you know, yeah. it's, kids aren't going to, we can't make them learn. We can't make them do. They are, they have to pick it up on them on their own. And, and if we are putting that pressure on them, then, that stifles their progress. Well, so I think what, what, what I'm, I really like this concept of like sitting down and like identifying a, 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 um, a somewhere, right? That was what you're saying. It was like, where, where you want to go? Like, what do you, what's your goal? What do you want to get to? And then saying, okay, how are we going to get there? And then saying, okay, like, um, you know, what, uh, what the third step I, you said there was a, like a, a higher power to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. it could be, that could be, you know, it could, that could be the God, God or the universe or anything like that. But it could also be, you know, what I talk about family culture is a lot of, there are actually studies that prove that children who um, understand where they've come from, their, their ancestors and their stories, um, they're actually more resilient. And, and so it's like having some thing could even just be, that they belong to something that's bigger than themselves, or they feel like they belong to something bigger than themselves. Kids who know their parents' stories, their grandparents' stories, or, you know, an ex another example is like, if they belong to like an organization that they feel this, this camaraderie to, and they, they recognize that they belong to something bigger than themselves, then that's inspiring. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's why so many schools and organizations, like they talk up like, um, like loyalty, school loyalty, fan loyalty, things like that. I mean, if you have that sense of belonging to something, then there's a responsibility to that. You know, there's a legacy that you have to live out for that. Well, if you, if you call yourself a money talker, you better talk about money. That's <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have an excuse anymore, but to sit down and talk to your kids about money. So that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's what, that's kind of the movement we've been, we've been wanting to build here. And I, I, I love your message with the, um, with building a family culture and, and like taking the time to think about what you want your family culture to be um, is an important because it, it helps in shape the decisions that your family makes. Yeah. Yep. So if you have the result on the end, you're kind of making the decisions to get to the result that you know, you have a family mission to. Yep, exactly. I like to, to talk about, family culture is like a an analogy is like a, it's a journey, you know, like you're getting all, everybody's getting in this vehicle and we're all going to figure out, okay, where are we going and how are we going to get there? And, you know, yeah, your family is that vehicle or the culture that you're, you're creating. And then there's like all these different analogies of, of like, there's where you're going and how you're going to get there. And like, how are you going to maintain this thing? Because there's going to be a lot of roadblocks and, <laughs> and, you know, every vehicle you need to have, the, the oil change and the our tires or you know things like that our family is the same way there are things that we need to do in order to create the outcomes that we hope for or want for our family and and if we just do it fly by the seat of our pants then those outcomes may not happen and every family has a culture 
it's just most of us are on default and we aren't thinking because we just, oh, well, that's how I grew up. That's just my custom. That's how things have always been. You don't, you don't take, you know, we don't take the time to evaluate or take inventory. Like, does this really work? Is this, I'm miserable. What happened? You know, like, that's how I started my journey. I was like, oh my gosh, my husband and I, we were, we were depressed. We were trying to figure out life and what we wanted out of it. And we were like, maybe something is broken about how we were told to get a grow up and go to school and get a job. And then wait, we hate our job and we hate all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, when did we, we never took the time to stop and go, wait, where are we going? Is yeah. this really the path that we want to be on? Just take awesome. time to ask that question. So I, I think that uh, right now, because I like to use in this segment, I like to use an opportunity to say, okay, uh, what's an actionable step that a parent could take right now and literally, you know, take the earbuds out of their ears or whatever, however they're listening to this podcast and go and sit down with their, uh, with their kid and, and, and implement? That's a great question because I think that that's right. We got to be able to do something got to be actionable. We got to be yeah. able to do something because it's up to us to take those like, actions. Yeah. yeah. It's up to us to do it. Like this is, yeah. Yeah. this isn't a learning. This is a go do it. Yeah. I know? definitely think that the first thing that I would want to see happening more often is that parents just sit down with their kids and ask them what they want. I, I, like out of life, you know, not just, Oh, write your Christmas list or whatever. I mean, like sit down with them maybe come to the table prepared by saying, by writing out a list of things that you anticipate your kids are, are dealing with or going to be dealing with in the near future and say, you know, this stuff is coming up. You're, you're going to be a teenager in the next three to four years. Like, do you know what that means? Do you know what, what dating is all about? Do you know what (laughs) you want to do with your life? You know, or things like that. Like, okay, what can we do? Like just sit down and make a list of those things that are coming up and make a list of like, okay, what do you want to do about it? What, where do you want to go and how do you want to get there? <laughs> and I think you used a word non-judgmental, And I think that that's yeah. a very key portion of that because your kid, if they're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, right. And they tell you what they want to do. It's not for you to tell them why that's a dumb idea. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Don't take Absolutely. this moment to do that. You right? say, okay. Yeah. Why? So, yeah. Even then, yeah. Well, I mean, why? And you then they tell you, and then you say, okay, well, let's talk about how you get there. Yeah. You know, because some people, you know, it, it may take more than what you think you want. Right. Um, and so you need to, you know, back into it. Like you said, you have your goal out there, you back into what the steps it would take to do that. Yeah. And then, and then encourage them because yeah. you want them to come up with ideas. If it's a dumb idea, and you feel that way, for one, a lot of us parents have been wrong over the years that their mm-hmm. kids' ideas were dumb and they changed the world. But two, yeah. you know, um, let them figure that out for themselves. Them, they will figure dumb. it out. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. they will figure it out and faster than if you're telling them it. If you're yes. telling them that, then you're now the enemy of what the what the prog- progress and the whole sitting down to talk to them was supposed to be about in the first place. Exactly. Right. That's supposed to be an exploration. It's not a, you're, you're not going to convince a 15 year old that their business idea is bad and you shouldn't do that because you know what, there's a lot of ideas that were put out in the the world that people said, Oh, that's a terrible idea and became wildly successful businesses. That, and it's like, I would rather them figure out, try it and figure out when they're 15, that it's not going to work than when they're 25, (laughs) you know, or or 45 or ever. Right. And like, if they're like, Oh, you know, you, 
you all you do is come up with dumb ideas. Man, don't yeah. You know the most successful people out there come up with ten ideas, and one of them's really really good, and the other nine yeah. are probably bad. Exactly. But if you don't learn how to recognize what a bad idea is on your own, then you might pursue bad ideas more often. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you need to you need to fail chasing bad ideas to to be able to recognize when the next idea comes up, like yeah. what you need to do to make sure that it doesn't become a bad. Well, idea. that's that's another thing, Cody, is that we have stigmatized that word failure, that it's like. We, it's it's become this avoid it. We need to avoid failure at all costs. So don't let your kids experiment with their dumb idea because they're gonna fail. Okay, good. good. Yeah. <laughs> let uh, them was, uh, let them get their own experience. <laughs> let them figure out how to listen to their own thoughts and their own ideas and their own heads. You know, I mean, every time I hear a statistic about kids who have depression or or suicidal thoughts or have committed suicide, I, I just think. All, I don't know if this is going to solve everything, but what if the, the, the shift is just let them be kids, <laughs> just let them, you know, get rid of this pressure that they have to live up to these, these backward standards that our media and schools are pr pressing down on them to have this pr pressure to perform and fear, fear of failure and that they're never, ever going to be good enough. Let them be themselves mm -hmm. and they don't have to listen to those outside voices. They're going to listen to their hearts. And let them learn the process. Yeah. Right? Because I feel mm -hmm. like that's, if we helicopter parent them and we keep them away from getting into any smaller troubles now. Yep. Bigger troubles can come down the road. And that's, you know, I, I, I we got to, we got to stop. We went, we went, yeah. we've gone way over, but I think we can <laughs> we go, can go, go for a while. On, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but listen, I, uh, I want to thank you. Um, I think it's a you know a super interesting topic, and I'd, uh, I I want to have you on and do a full kind of wrap yeah. session where we can go through quite a bit of this stuff. But uh, right now, if they want to find uh, more from uh, Jody Shapey, how do you how, where should they go find you? So my URL is ourmodernheritage.com, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle family culture podcast <laughs> and um yeah because i actually do have two podcasts the the one that you described is that i talk to families who are balancing business and, and their relationships and the original podcast that i've been doing for three years is i talk to experts about these concepts of of what we can do to to be intentional about our family culture to be productive <laughs> you know um and that one is um our modern heritage, the home and family culture podcast. And that's just home and family culture.com. And you can look, find it on any, any podcasting platform. That's awesome. And I know uh, Jody just did a, a, a summit with, with uh, some, some amazing speakers, um, yep. uh, all geared Even towards <laughs> 15 amazing speakers and me, oh, no. <laughs> but, um, but in, in all of it geared towards uh, parents and their children and, and, and inspiring and encouraging the entrepreneurship uh, spirit. Yeah. So um, the spirit, I like that you say that because yeah. it really was like, I thought it was going to be this exploration of like, how can we get our kids to, to, to make more money to make, start making money. And I was like, it ended up being a totally that this was about a mindset this 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 shift between consumer to being a producer or being self-made yeah that you know and, and just, just encouragement of it of yeah. letting them letting them run and letting them fail and yep 
you know, uh, how, how to, how to kind of deal with those things. And so, um, I think that those lessons are bigger than the ones of, you know, uh, nuts and bolts sometimes, but, uh, is, is, is allowing that little brain to start learning how to solve the problems that it, yeah. it receives, you know? And so, yep. um, listen, I want to thank you. Uh, please go check out her stuff and, uh, and we'll see you next time. Money talkers. Thank you, Cody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. Please come join the Money Talkers community. Simply open up Facebook and search for the Money Talkers for parents who want successful children. Or if you're on Instagram, come follow us for weekly updates and quick successful mindset posts to impact your day. Our handle is at the Money Talkers. And remember, if you know somebody else out there that could benefit from this podcast, please, please make sure you share it so we can have the biggest impact change our young people's financial future. Let them know that you're a money talker.